Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, fans of Caroline Flack are still trying to come to terms with her tragic death over the weekend. I don't think you have to be a fan of any of the programmes she was involved in to realise that it is a tragic, tragic loss. I want to speak to Amanda Ferguson. Amanda, good morning. Good morning, Frank. It's it's such a tragedy, this beautiful young woman, so brilliant at what she was doing on TV, facing challenges obviously with her mental health and then dying by suicide. It's it's such a tragedy and at the same time all we can hear over the weekend is the blame game. People searching to blame someone because Caroline Flack has, has died. Do you understand that? Yes, I, I, I do. I think, you know, first of all, I'll just start off by saying it is indeed a, a, an awful tragedy. And I'm sure we're all thinking about Caroline's uh, sex family and friends. It's just an awful thing to have happened. And you are right whenever you say that the, the blame game's underway. I think that there are a number of areas where people have looked to focus blame. Um, the first one appears to be the, the Love Island producers, you know, their, their duty of care towards her as an employee um, after she was stood down when allegations came up about her personal life. Uh, the second one was the Crown Prosecution Service in England. Now, the only people that know the details of the of the criminal case um, against Caroline Flack are the people involved in the legal case. So I think that a lot of people are jumping, oh, this shouldn't have been done or that shouldn't have been done. And I think there's a lot of um, uninformed opinion uh, knocking around about that. The next element, I think, is uh, the media, that it's the media's fault, that it's the tabloid press's fault. And yes, um, there are elements of the press, you know what, you know, um, I'm, I'm a critic from the inside, Frank, I'm as critical um, of trashy uh, journalism as anyone else, but I think it's it's notable, and I, I said this yesterday online, there is a difference between what people read and what they say they read. Now, people have been flooding the same websites that are there critical of um, for hounding Caroline Flack or going after all of the elements and twists and turns of, of her personal um, and public story. And yet those same websites are, are the most visited websites over the last 24 hours from the people that are wanting to read um, about Caroline Flack's passing. So I think that there's a, a number of people uh, that have to look um, at their behaviour and perhaps do a bit of soul searching. And I think that the general public are included in that because we can't just lay the blame at the media's door. You know, it's like a chicken and egg sort of uh, feeling scenario. You know, if you continue to um, put this sort of information in the public domain and people c- continue to consume it, they're feeding that. 
So, you know, who is a personal responsibility that you have? Do you choose not to read those websites? You know, is it part of a bigger conversation that we have to have about um, what, what, what sort of information we consume and how we consume it? And the last point that I would make would be that for me, it's an example of the bigger problem that we have in society where it's, it's become normal normalised um, to criticise people's success, to build them up, to knock them down. And I think that there's an element about this, um, about her being a woman, about her being an attractive young woman as well, um, that, that uh, you know sometimes is missed whenever we're having these sort of conversations. So there's certainly a lot to think about. Um, but my um, my thoughts, as I say, are, are with her family because this is just awful. Um, and of course, it's a reminder for anybody who's um, suffering or in crisis that there's plenty of people out there that they can reach out to the Samaritans are there Lifeline are there uh, you know your pals at work someone in your family there'll be someone there that will listen to you and that you are valued and loved now, there is quite a list that you went through there and of course the, the social media aspect of it, I don't know if you emphasise that maybe uh, enough on, the, on that list of how cruel individuals can be but to go back to the first group that you made reference to, the producers on Love Island if we rewind to where Caroline Flack was in relation to her boyfriend and the police visiting her apartment that night I, I, I can't understand how anyone could say that it was any surprise that she was stood down from from Love Island. Yeah, yeah no, I don't, I don't think that it is a surprise. I think that there were just some people maybe making comparisons in between how she was treated and perhaps someone, um, you know, like an Anton Deck, uh, whenever Ant, um, you know, was having difficulties uh, around his, his driving and his substance abuse issues, people felt that there was a difference in how uh, people were being treated and how they were being supported. Um, but again, this is just, you know, this is just in the aftermath of something like this happening. People will automatically go to, you know, who can we blame? You know, it's, it's the people at Love Island. It's the media, it's the lawyers that were prosecuting the case. Oh, okay. um, so, and but, a lot but, of the times yeah, people but, make those criticisms without actually understanding um, you know, all of the implications or without having all the knowledge yeah, of and, what has actually gone on. And that, that, is, that is crucial because we, we, we don't know how much support she was getting from yeah. the Love Island producers. We, we don't exactly. know how much she had discussed it with them in relation to agreeing to, to step down because of yeah. any emba- embarrassment to, to the brand and all, all of that. And then there's the, 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 the prosecution service where where without doubt if the if the person accused had been male they would have pushed on with the they would have pushed on with the prosecution whereas now there's a question mark over whether or not they should have pushed on with it because she was she was female in domestic violence incidents, um, it doesn't require um, the alleged uh, victim uh, to cooperate um, with a prosecution. I think that the reason that that is done is um, on the grounds that people could uh, be coerced into withdrawing statements and all those sort of things. So it doesn't actually require um, the person who's been the alleged victim um, of an incident um, to, to be part of the case. And again, you know, people are, are saying, oh, oh, you know, the, the, they shouldn't have, there was no public interest in this. Her partner didn't want the, the prosecution go ahead and a lot of people are making opinions based on not having all the information the only people that have the information on that are the people involved um, in in the the criminal case but I think what perhaps it does highlight is how um, defendants um, are dealt with within the system what supports are put in place for those who are accused of crime um, as they wait to come before a court for a court to decide whether they're, they're guilty or not guilty
And the tabloid press you've mentioned, will, will, will the tabloid press generally have, a, have a, a look at the sort of story they do about people who may be finding it difficult or going through a difficult time? There's a long tradition in the press of making it hard for anyone who's been embarrassed, anyone who's stepped over the line, any person who's brought some form of, of shame on themselves. The tabloid press has been dining out on that for, for decades. Um, I think any sort of reflection would be short-lived. You know, you only have to look at what happened in the aftermath of Princess Diana dying whenever there was a big public clash, uh, public uh, backlash to uh, the coverage of her, the hounding of her, um, you know, by the press that, um, you know, certain promises were made and then reneged on. I think that this is, this um, element of it, um, you know, comes back to what I was saying at the start of the conversation is that people are reading this, you know, this type of kind of material is produced. Now, I took a decision early in, in my career within journalism. I worked for a number of the different uh, tabloid outlets. Um, and every time that I did it, I was never comfortable with it. And I tried to justify it to myself to a certain extent that I was trying to make a living, that I was working, but I became uncomfortable with what I was being asked to do. So I decided to remove myself from it. And even though some of the some of the opportunities or some of the jobs that I was being asked to do would have been well paid, I said, no, no, thank you. I don't want to, to work for you anymore. I'm not going to do any jobs for you ever again. And that was the decision that I made. Now, I understand that not everybody is in a position to be selective like that. But I think that it, it does all come down to personal choices. If you don't like the style of journalism that comes from, you know, some of the red tops or some of the, um, you know, more sort of celebrity-focused news websites, don't click on it. No one is obliging you to click on that information. And, and as we've seen, you know, I think it was the, the media editor at The Guardian, um, Jim, had, had put up online saying the traffic to the sort of websites that people are complaining about most in the aftermath of Caroline Flagg's death are the ones that are um, are, are the most read um, about her death. So people have personal responsibility. If you don't agree with that sort of journalism, don't support it. Don't subscribe to it. Don't click on the ads. Don't click on the on the links to it. Don't share um, the links uh, on social media because for as long as um, that sort of uh, sort of trashy content and invasive and sensationalist content is read, it will it will continue to be fed. When will people generally get the message that they must stop being cruel towards others on social media? There are many people in Northern Ireland, some of whom are despised by maybe the majority of the the country, but the abuse that they take on social media is way beyond acceptable. It is vitriolic, it is cruel. When are, when are we as people going to, to realise that it's sinister to, to do that? I think that social media is a vehicle for that sort of cruelty. I think that the cruelty exists um, and that it's easy um, to use social media as an outlet for that. I think that the um, if the social media websites um, you know had to become publishers, then that might change because at the moment you know people can come on and say pretty much whatever they want, um, and there's very little consequence, or it's a really long process to try and get it to stop. You know, I know even myself, like I don't face um, as much abuse as some people do, but I do get some you know negative um, negative responses on social media, and there's been things that have said 
said been said about me that are threatening and that are dangerous and in fact are, are libelous. If they were printed in a printed newspaper, you could get your lawyer to, to sue over them. And when you report them on social media sites, um, it's almost like they have they don't have humans um, looking at it and they don't have a, an understanding of context. And it will come back time and again. You know, this hasn't broken, this hasn't violated our rules. Now, some of the stuff that's been you know written, um, you know, it, it's clearly abusive. It's clearly um, you know that you could get the police involved if you were able. To if you if someone was do, doing that or saying that in front of you, so I think that the social media giants um, will have a responsibility if they're they're pushed to. Um, I think that uh, as I said, it's more of a problem with people feeling um, able to be unkind and to be cruel. Um, in general, I think that we have to look. Um, and how people interact with each other in general, because even though you know social media is is blamed for all this, it's just it's just another outlet for how humans um, interact with each other. And it has to be remembered that yes, while there is a lot of horrible content um, on social media sites, a lot of the people that are complaining about it in the last two days, I haven't seen very many of them close down their accounts. Okay. And even though I, I see the negative side of social media, I have to always remind myself that the majority of people that I do hear from are nice and decent um, and it's crack and it's fun um, and it's a good way to communicate with people. So we shouldn't sort of um, blacken the whole um, concept just because um, there's there's um, uncontrollable trolls out there who don't know how to behave themselves. Okay. Uh, Amanda, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. And mental illness is the other dimension to all of this that no doubt is right. Relevant, and if any of you are challenged by what you're hearing, the Samaritans are on one one six one two three one one six one two three. And our thoughts, of course, with those who are close to and who loved uh, Caroline Flack. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.